0: Listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rosudo. I have Kadarius Tony number nine here. Um, you know, people have been frustrated with him and the fact that he hasn't been playing and, you know, everything surrounding him with his hamstring injury and all that. Uh, but I have him here at number nine. People have enough people have dropped him to where he's now available in more than fifty percent of leagues. Um, I'm just gonna stash him. Like I'm not looking to play him this week. I don't I don't know if he's gonna play this week no idea even if he does play i don't want to start him unless he's getting full practices all week long which he probably won't given the fact that he didn't practice at all last week this is a stash like i i probably won't be thinking about playing him for a couple weeks but it's one of those situations where if he gets a couple limiteds in this week he's out and then next week he gets a couple full practices in you might be able to start him in like week 16 and I still think there's upside here. And I still think that it's worth he's worth rostering right now. We still got four weeks left. You know? Yep. So th- that's a lot of time. Okay. We have a whole month left uh for for fantasy football. So I wanna I'm gonna I'm gonna bench him. I'm gonna grab him, throw him on my bench, and just see what happens. There's upside waiting to happen here. I'm not panicking with Kadarius Tony. I'm not completely off of him, and I understand why a lot of people would be. I'm not.
1: Yeah. So that's what it comes down to. I'd be surprised if Kadarius Tony is on the waiver wire. If he is, pick him up. Just bench him, stash him, you know, whatever you need to do. Keep him on your roster because, like you said, you can't panic with Kadarius Tony. Obviously, there's problems. You know, it looks like that hamstring injury is an issue still. And um, he definitely disappointed you if you started him in your lineup uh, last week or the week before or whatever, whatever it was when he was supposed to go off and, and he put up a donut. I, I think that that definitely makes it difficult for anybody to trust him anymore the rest of the season. But you just have to wait for him to get healthy. You have to remember that Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. And against the Bengals, you know, it looked like the Chiefs were missing, you know, talent at wide receiver. Obviously, Travis Kelsey was there. He had a quiet, quieter game. Um, but nobody was really making those plays that they needed in the you know receiving game. When they got down to the goal line and they scored that, that touchdown to go ahead before the Bengals came back and I think scored a touchdown, Mahomes had to jump over the line like jump man on fourth down to get that touchdown. Like if they have anybody on the outside on the perimeter and a receiver to actually do some scoring for them, you know, and actually make that play, you don't have to risk your how m- what's he getting paid? Like 500 million. You don't yeah. have to risk your half a billion dollar quarterback, you know? Like you don't have to have him do that if you can just get somebody open on the outside and he can throw it instead, of you know, risking himself life and limb to get that touchdown. Um obviously there are bigger problems than that outside of the game, but Kadarius Tony that wide receiver room is still wide open, even though Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scanling have contributed, you know, on and off uh, this season. So, definitely pick him up and stash him. I'd be surprised if he's on your waiver wire. Pick him up if he's there.
0: Jared McKinnon, I got him at number 10 here. Um, he did share the work, you know, with Isaiah Pacheco on early downs. Um, and then on top of that, he was a primary pass catcher. And then on top of that, he's getting snaps inside the five as well. So, th- these roles will be intercha- you know, interchangeable between these two guys. But yeah. – the fact that, you know, McKinnon is getting a little bit more weighted opportunity, getting targeted out of the backfield by Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, he just has to be picked up. Like, he should be on your roster. He's a, he's a PPR flex play. Um, and then, you know, he has a chance of scoring any given week because of the fact that the Chiefs offense is good. So, you know, he shouldn't be on waivers, I, I, I would say, especially if this continues to be a two-man backfield.
1: Yeah, I, I like Jarek McKinnon, even though, you know, the running backs in this chiefs offense haven't been, you know, fantastic for fantasy. Um, Isaiah Pacheco has come on a little bit, but Jerick McKinnon is locked in for some receiving work every week. Like Isaiah Pacheco is the early down guy. He, he got a couple targets last week, I think, but Jerick McKinnon, regardless is still, you know, the go-to passing down back and they're going to continue to use him that way. And it doesn't seem like his floor is that bad with that receiving work. I think he got exclusively receiving work two weeks ago and, you know, he actually put up a respectable performance for what he got. So, He's someone that kind of gets overlooked. You know, if he's sitting on your waiver wire, there's a good chance he might be because people just don't see the value in him. But he can be, you know, a solid, you know, contingency play for every week. Um, I'm not, you know, starting him and expecting huge things. He scored last week, so it looked good. But, um, you know, definitely don't let that type of value just sit on the waiver wire. I'd, I'd
0: pick him up. I agree. Um, Jameson Williams, I have him here at 11, just as like a, a stash. I'd rather stash Kadarius Tony, Jameson Williams, he had a few snaps last week. But you know, nothing nothing notable. Like he like he came in on random plays. Like, you know, he came in on plays where they were like kneeling down. So like yeah. he I don't know if he's all the way ready. Like if DeAndre like the way they handled de, the DeAndre Swift situation, we might not see Jameson Williams until twenty twenty four playing a, a legit role. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. like but yeah, no, I'm I'm picking him up, stashing him, you know, if you have the room. But not a priority ad for me. But but no. a, a solid stash, I would say.
1: Not a priority ad. Jameson Williams, you know, I'm not sure even with, with Amon Ross St. Brown playing the way he is, I'm not sure if we're going to see him get a whole lot of looks. You know, he's demanding a lot of targets, Amon Ross St. Brown is. So I'm not sure James Williams is going to be able to make that headway, especially with a healthy DJ shark ahead of him. And like you said, DeAndre Swift is starting to, you know, be a bigger contributor for the team overall and in the passing game.
0: You got Mike White at twelve here. If you need a quarterback, you know, White has been getting it done. He's throwing the ball a lot. Um, I'm not necessarily super worried about the Buffalo matchup. If I need a streamer, um, you know, the Buffalo defense they're they've been all right. You know, they haven't been a team that has been just like shutting people down. So yeah, you know, this is going to be a competitive game between these two teams and he has weapons and I wouldn't be surprised if he has a decent game. So I, I, I might not have him as a top 12 option this week, but top 15 option this week. And, you know, depending on, you know, <laughs> this is also really like, if you need a quarterback the rest of the way and you can't pick up Huntley, You can't pick up golf for this week, but you need somebody for later on. Like look at their schedule. You know, like we mentioned the schedule, you know, for like Corey Davis before, and I'll mention it again. After Buffalo, they have Detroit, Jacksonville, and Seattle. So some matchups where Mike White can actually do his thing, assuming that he remains quarterback. I don't see any reason why they would move away from him at this point, despite Robert Sala saying, Yeah, we do we we wanna get back to Mike White. I mean, we wanna get back to Zach Wilson at some point this year. Please don't do that. Please don't do that.
1: Imagine Imagine Mike White finishes out the regular season, and then Zach Wilson gets to start in the playoffs.
0: Oh Jesus! Because imagine, no, I can't. I, I that would never happen. Imagine that would that would be, that'd be like the it. worst decision of all time. Would it?
1: Because this is your second overall pick from
0: last yeah, year. You know they're gonna be, be like,
1: well, let's it, give him another shot. Like
0: in the playoffs, imagine it would be no. a
1: terrible. It would be a terrible decision. Yeah. But you gotta think, do they at least consider that? They're like, how demoralizing would that be? You know, you're finally in a playoff game, and they don't play you. Like, if they do that. That would tell me that they're just like off of Zach Wilson. They're going to move him or he's going to just be out all right, off the team next season. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Do You think the Jets go for a quarterback maybe next season? I don't, I don't think they're going to have the draft capital too, but do you think they might be in the market for another quarterback?
0: <laughs> yes, I think so. If I were them, I would be.
1: If Mike White wins a playoff game, do you think they would be?
0: I, I still think they would. I still think yeah. they would. I think they're going to bring in another quarterback and just make sure that, you know, they, they kind of like do the due diligence have Mike white there. I think they're going to resign him, you know, but not to like some like starting quarterback type of money. You know, oh, yeah. I think he, he's, he still signs backup type of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I got Greg Dulcich here at number 13, you know, he had a decent week last week, but like we mentioned before, you know, it's really hard to depend on the Broncos offense, but he's one of the few tight ends who is A running a route on almost every drop back, and B, uh, he's very talented. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like so that's that's really what it comes down to. So if you need a tight end, he's a solid pickup. Uh and then you got Michael Gallup at number fourteen here. We talked about him briefly yesterday. He caught two touchdowns in this game, and you know, he did couple of games ago, him and Noah Brown were kind of sharing that wide receiver two spot. But over the last two weeks, he has completely overtaken Noah Brown uh, as the wide receiver two because in two wide receiver sets, he was the he's the only wide receiver on the field with CeeDee Lamb. Um, so that's something worth noting. And it just so happens that over the last two weeks, he's had better games than before. So if you look at the schedule moving forward, he has Houston this week, decent matchup, Jacksonville, Philly and Tennessee. So, decent schedule the rest of the way. He'll probably be a flex play, not more than that, but he has a little bit of upside because of the offense.
1: Yeah, a little bit of upside because of the offense. It's when they throw a fade ball, which is pretty much a money ball, you know, for any receiver, it's going to Michael Gallup. And he's been Very good at that. We've seen that through his career. That's what he does. Um, I think that he's a nice upside flex play every week. I wouldn't be comfortable starting him any higher than that. But as a flex, I think he's fantastic. You know, he's, I think he's a a rough play at wide receiver three, but he's an excellent flex. That's the way I kind of view him because, you know, you can have the upside there, but you're not going to be burned, you know, if you, if you start at flex. He's going to have a couple catches a game at least as long as he's healthy. The only thing that complicates this for me is if Dallas would sign Odell Beckham, Uh, then maybe. We start seeing him come off the field a little bit more. I'm not sure. It depends. We'll have to see what the status is of Odell if they do sign him. You know, we're not sure what his health is just yet. They he might not yeah. even play till the playoffs. Um, yeah. so maybe, maybe that worry is a little, you know, ill founded, but it would definitely complicate things. It would make it harder for me to trust Michael Gallup um, long term. Obviously, maybe next week I wouldn't worry about it, even if they signed him. But moving forward, just something to keep in mind.
0: Yeah. It's weird that Odell isn't working out for teams. That's, yeah. the weird, that's the weird. That's part about I'm it That's what I'm talking all. about
1: with, with the health situation. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that is a little odd.
0: I have Tony Jones here at 15 because of what I mentioned earlier. That you know, if if DJ Dallas can't play, which I don't think he will, he will play because of that high ankle sprain. Uh, if Travis Homer is also out with that knee sprain, uh, and if Kenneth Walker is out as well, uh, you know, with the jammed ankle, then Tony Jones would be next up. So yeah. <laughs> If you're shooting that straw, if you you know, if you're you know, if you're trying to figure out like who am I playing in this flex, you're in a deep league, pick up Tony Jones, see what happens this week. And then I got Alexander Madison at sixteen, uh, just has a handcuff. That's it. Like he's one of the best handcuffs available on a lot of waiver wires. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook hasn't gotten hurt in a long time. So that's why Madison's on the waiver wire, because people were like, yo, I've been holding on to this guy for like ten weeks. Dalvin Cook has been fine. I'm gonna drop him. So I want him. I want to stash him, keep him on my bench. You never know. You never know yeah. because God forbid Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Alexander Madison is going to be a league winner. That's it. Yeah. Is that 100%.
1: Back. And Madison, he actually scored a touchdown last week, right? Yeah. I- against he did. the Jets. And he had that celebration. Yeah. That was pretty funny. But Oh, uh, yeah. That
0: was funny. Yeah. He, he, he did like the, the <laughs> soccer, the soccer yeah. twerk. Right. <laughs> the hamstring, the fake hamstring injury and the soccer torque. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. that was funny. Solid. But uh, yeah. Solid.
1: Solid. We, say the, we say the same thing about Alexander Madison on here every week. So it's like, no need to be the dead horse. He's just, you know, pick yeah. him up if he's on the waiver wire. He's in perfect handcuff. You know, if anything would happen to Dalvin Cook down the stretch, you're going to have you guys know a it. big power shift.
0: Yeah. You guys know what it is with Madison. Um, yep. And then Jordan Mason, I have him here at 17. He was the guy behind Christian McCaffrey. It was not Tyrion Davis Price. So, you know, there's not a lot of running backs left in this backfield okay no. you know elijah mitchell's gone jeff wilson's gone it's christian mccaffrey you know god forbid he gets hurt jordan mason will be the next guy up we know that this offense you know can support running backs jordan mason has looked good in his limited opportunities over the last two weeks and with more volume he can get it done so pick him up he's a stash Yeah,
1: I, I don't got think back- anything more than yeah. like a stash he doesn't have any really standalone value for me
0: No, no standalone value. No standalone value. At at least if they continue to use Christian McCaffrey the way they use them uh, on Sunday.
1: You cross your fingers. Hopefully.
0: Because that's how they should use him with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Trust me. I'm crossing my fingers. Um, (laughs) Matt Collins at 18. uh, You know, he's a guy that, you know, you kind of just plug in. And he's been solid. Like he hasn't gotten – his floor hasn't been super low, you know, Eleven points, sixteen points, eight point five points over the last three weeks in PPR, nine targets, you know, two of the last three weeks. He sees the Rams this week, which is a pretty good matchup. So I'm fine throwing him uh as a flex play and somebody, you know, who carr has been looking for lately.
1: Yeah. And he's been looking for him all season. You know, obviously he's kind of hurting because Devontae Adams is having such a huge season, but in those games where, you know, Devonta Adams is a little bit quieter, you know, see, you see that's where the targets are going when Devonta Adams doesn't have that huge game. It's going to Matt Collins. So he's liable to be, you know, a, a low-end wide receiver too every week. Um, it doesn't always happen. It More often than not, it's, you know, obviously Devonta Adams getting the work. But that type of upside, you can start that. You know, there's nothing – yes. there's no reason that you can't start that. I, I would be comfortable starting him. Even though he hasn't had fantastic output, you know, throughout the season, those games where he has – you know, that good target share, he, he gets it done. So you can start Mac Hollins, And I'd be surprised if he's on the waiver wire. Um, if he is, you could pick him up. You know, he's an underrated ad at this point. You know, if you need somebody to fill in for somebody that's on by, it feels weird having guys on by week 14. And there's actually a bunch of teams. I know, at, man. I so, so many teams. Yeah, there's a bunch. <laughs> so this is like the worst case scenario if you're trying to make a playoff push. But if you need somebody to push you in, you know, Mac Collins, uh, he's pretty safe. I, I would sleep well. He wouldn't be the reason I'm up at night if I had to start them yeah. in, in place of one of my starters.
0: Yeah. It's weird to say the Rams is a good matchup, but it is. It just, yeah. they haven't been great against perimeter wide receivers this year.
1: The game's going to be competitive. Um, I think it, it, at maybe. least, at least competitive because the Raiders Derek have Carr will make
0: it. Yeah. Derek yeah. Carr will make it competitive because he Raiders, always stoops low to the competition.
1: Yeah. The Raiders have looked good, but you know, this is the Raiders we're talking about. And just two, three weeks ago, they were two and seven. So they're five and seven now. Do they maybe, maybe make a playoff run? You know, maybe it's in the cards. We'll see. There'll be very Raiders of them to do that,
0: but we'll have to see. That's true. Uh I got Isaiah McKenzie here at 19, going up against the Jets this week. A little bit of a tough matchup, but the Jets have been a little bit vulnerable to slot wide receivers. The first time these guys played against each other, McKenzie did not have a good game, but if I'm not mistaken, McKenzie didn't even play that much. Mm-hmm. The difference this time around, let's see, McKenzie last time, 66% of snaps, so nothing too crazy, but The rap participation over the last two weeks has been way higher than it has, uh, you know, before. So the first time they played against the Jets, he didn't have that really crazy rap participation, that high rap participation, and he will this week. So that's why I think McKenzie is a solid pickup in PPR leagues. You know, you kind of want to be attached to the Bills offense. And, you know, one of the reasons why I like McKenzie early on the year is because of that chance that, you know, he sees – you know, 70, 75%, 80% right participation with Josh Allen and any any receiver who's getting that, especially out of the slot, I want that. Um, and now he's kind of getting that a little bit more over the past two weeks. So I, I'm, I'm right. cool with McKenzie. He might have had a bigger game last week, you know, if uh, he didn't get hurt early in that third quarter. Um, and he, you know, he, I think he he only, he already had five catches early in that third quarter. He could have had more. So yeah, something to keep in mind going into this week.
1: Yeah, he we the reason we were, you know, you you were talking about was because you thought about him maybe having the Cole Beasley role, you know, the slot yeah. receiver from Josh Allen. You know, he could do that, and he still can. I think Isaiah McKenzie might be just a bit more talented than Cole Beasley. Obviously, Cole Beasley can run routes, but I yeah. think Isaiah McKenzie has, you know, more speed. He's, he's more of a burner. He could do more with the ball once it's in his hands than Cole Beasley did. But um, yeah, if he can get to that type of role, which it looks like he's kind of trending that direction. He's definitely, you know, moved up in the offense as far as them wanting to use him. They definitely want to use him a little bit more. Um, So you could pick him up. He's fine. I think the upside is there because he has boom and bust weeks. He's not necessarily Gabe Davis, but, you know, he'll get it done for you. I think his floor might be a little bit safer. And that might just be, eh, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But (laughs) it's a good offense. He's a receiver there. He's talented. Josh Allen's quarterback. Enough said. You know, pick him up, at, no way.
0: yeah. At, yeah, at this point, it's just like you're kind of shooting at straws, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you know, who, who knows? Um, and then I got Nico Collins here at number 20 as, as the last one. Um, you know, he had 11 targets this past week without um Brandon Cooks in the lineup. Uh, Brandon Cooks, like, it's one of those situations where like did the Texans just shut him down. Like, he was number one, like, he didn't want to be there, right? He, yeah. He's dealing with a little bit of an injury. I have a feeling that they might just shut down Brandy Cooks. It's very possible. Um, Nico Collins, you know, I don't even think Cooks is that hurt. Like, if this was a competitive team, I don't think Cooks would be out of this game. Yeah, like, I think he would yeah. have been playing this entire time. Um, so he's been in and out the lineup. I think Nico Collins could potentially be the target leader uh, over the next several weeks. Uh, so, you know, someone to pick up. You know, I'm not super excited about it. I don't even think he has a high floor. Uh, but... The fact that, you know, you got to pay attention when somebody gets 11 targets. You know, he did have yeah. the touchdown last week. I would not start him against Dallas, <laughs> personally. No. Like, I would not. But they have Kansas City in week 15, Tennessee in week 16, and then Jacksonville in week 17. So, good playoff matchup. Uh, and I'm only picking him up, uh, you know, in case Cooks does get shut down. So, this is a pickup that, you know, you're in a deep league and you'll pick up Collins. And, and that's about it. Yeah. I, I'm not really comfortable starting Collins if Cooks is active.
1: Something to note though about, you know, Nico Collins, he's had 10 to get what, 11 targets, 10 targets last week, nine with targets the week before that, seven and 10. You know, they've yeah. been playing from seriously behind in a lot of those games yeah. these past two weeks, especially. And he makes up a lot. He gets a lot of targets in garbage time, you know, and that could be worth something. I mean, they're playing against Dallas and Dallas could, you know, go up early. And I don't want to get ahead of myself because I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't want to jinx them, but they could get up early and Nico Collins could just have that garbage time. You know, touchdown that would yep. make him relevant on the week, you know, and he's getting those targets anyway. Obviously, t- 11 targets last week, he only had three catches. So it's not fantastic, but he's getting enough volume where it's kind of forcing him to be relevant. And that's okay.
0: Um, I'm going to be choosing the um, like w- whatever the spread is in this game, I'm going to be choosing the Texans. This is like the ultimate trap game ever. Like it's like that, the one of the yeah. best teams in the league and the worst teams. Like this, this spread is going to be ridiculous. If I'm choosing was, yeah, the Texans. If you want to talk about,
1: yeah, the point differential on these teams. Dallas leads the league at plus one twenty seven. The Texans are minus ninety nine, and that's the worst in the league. So oh, the I, I
0: actually I do see in early the early spread is fourteen and a half. That's not even that
1: bad. <laughs> I thought earlier this season I saw somewhere I, I had an uncle I was he was betting and um he had the Bills twenty and a half against the Steelers.
0: I remember like, that, and this, and this. I think this. Did the Steelers? I think the Steelers. No, they didn't, didn't cover. I, they didn't. No, they didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> he had the Steelers. He was like,
1: this is a Mike Tomlin team. You know, this, uh, this they can't lose by twenty, and they uh,
0: did. That would literally be my uh, rationale as well. Yeah, um, I'm. Su- I'm surprised yeah. the line isn't
1: the, the you know the spread isn't any bigger. It might. It might,
0: it might get a little bit bigger. I mean, are they? I think it's probably in Texas. That's probably why. Um, you know, if it was in, in Dallas, it would be a lot higher because, no, it's in I Dallas. think it is in Dallas, no? It is in Dallas, yeah. It's in Dallas. Yeah. Wow.
1: So, uh, uh, that's confusing. Maybe it's because we, it, we saw it, Dallas kind of play with their hear, food.
0: Did you hear what I just said? I said, it's in Texas. Like, yeah, no shit. It's going to be in Texas <laughs> It's the
1: battle of Texas, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, Texas? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, with, with Dallas, you know, that, that that's interesting. I'm not sure why that would be. And I don't want to talk up, like I said, my team too much, but, I don't know. That seems a little odd. I might take you know Dallas to cover in that one if it's maybe. only two touchdowns. Like, come on,
0: maybe. Yeah. All right, uh, that's gonna do it for us, guys. Um, we'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll, we're going to be going over our quarterback rankings and our running back rankings for Week 14. Big week, big week. Make sure that you stay tuned this week. You know, listen. Even if you're out of it, yeah. You know, I don't know if you're listening to it. If you're out of it, or if you're going to be out of it, I, I I think it's it makes sense to keep paying attention. Because you might not have paid attention to Anwar Ross and Brown last year and you wouldn't have drafted him this year, yep. right? Like A lot of things happen towards the end of the year where, you know, things matter. You got to pay attention and it'll give you the upper hand going into 2023. Okay. See what he did there? Uh, But <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. I didn't even notice that. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, uh, good luck this week. Uh, good luck in your waiver wire claims. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Take it easy. See ya. 2400
1: Sports is an Odyssey company.